Simon Jecker. Hello, I am Samsara and you are listening to The Players by Samsara. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast was created in Nam on the lands of the Kulin Nation and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. Podcast soap opera The Players by Samsara ran through all of 2018 and 2019 and has a cult following. I have decided to remaster the series in Ape Supercuts so that listeners can continue to revisit or enjoy anew this tale of intrigue and ambition. Today I bring you box set 5, which includes the 5 chapters which kick off the 2019 new year. Along the way, we introduced a new character, Sophia DeMondo, who befriends Flora on her new adventures abroad. Ruby is forced to face some commercial realities, and Brick struggles to maintain a relationship with Karana. a stage, and all the men and women merely players. Ruby chairs the inaugural production meeting for the Dramaticus production of Richard III. Is everyone here, River? Just waiting on Emerald. Oh, Emerald's not coming. Mm, surprise. Well, why not? Don't need all this one, Sienna. Emerald sends her apologies. She's just still not up to leaving the house. <laughs> Balderdash. On this occasion, I agree with Edward, although it makes me sick to the stomach to do so. Oh, steady on, Ruby. Be quiet, you low-life cheater. Brick, settle down. He shouldn't even be here. Mum kicked him out of the house, and she should kick him out of Dramaticus too. I am Ruby's husband, and so this company is half mine. So she can't kick me out. You interfering wannabe? Wannabe? My last movie grossed almost 200 million. US, that is. How does that stack up against your pathetic little indie flicks? Oh, 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 brick. I strive for quality, not quantity, idiot. Brick, stop. This isn't the time or the place. Enough of this, Edward. You were already on very thin ice. Mm. And if you continue to cause trouble, I will kick you out of here, just like I kicked you out of our home. But you can't, darling. Enough. Let's get back to the business at hand. Michael, Emerald was strong enough to attend the opening and she seemed quite comfortable at Christmas, so I shall expect her at production meetings from now on. That is, if she wishes to continue in the role of lead designer. That's a bit harsh, Aunt Ruby. Life is harsh, Sienna. Do you think I wanted to send my youngest daughter to the other side of the world to learn how to behave? Do you think I wanted a husband who can't keep his zip up and cheats on me in my own house? Darling. Don't call me darling. Do you think I want a brother who turns on me just after one little mistake? Mum. Maybe we should postpone this meeting. Mm. It might be uh, too soon for us all. That's probably a good idea, Uncle Mike. No. No, I'm alright. Besides, we can't postpone. Our inaugural show opens in less than three months. So even someone as untutored in the theatre industry as I apparently am, Michael, know that this is not a lot of time. No. No, it's, uh, it's not. River, call Emerald and tell her to get in a cab immediately. 
I will not tolerate any more of his shenanigans. I will tell her I expect a design presentation at the end of this meeting. Yes, ma'am. Let's not wait for River to come back. Ruby continues with the production meeting. You all have the agenda in front of you. Item one is the budget. Now I have had individual meetings with you all to go through your needs and expectations. I will tell you all straight up, nobody is getting what they want. But I guarantee you will all get what you need to make this production of Richard III as good as it could possibly be. Uh, <clears throat> darling, you never spoke Don't me. darling me! Edward, you're an actor, or so you tell us. You don't have a budget. That is for the design and, and production team. Well, then why am I here? Oh, my God. Edward, shut up. Just sit there and look pretty. That is all we need you for. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to need a bit more than that from him. Uh, hello, Michael. Did you hear that? I have to be handsome as King Richard. None of this scoliosis crap. The entire plot revolves around Richard's deformities, you idiot. Uh, 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 uh. We'll have no name calling, thank you very much. <clears throat> Ruby, I can't work in a hostile environment. He is right, Michael. If there is any more of this type of thing, we may have to reconsider this whole arrangement. Hey, what? Rubes? That's a bit extreme, isn't it? <clears throat> He's right, Mum. You are very uptight. Maybe we should postpone this meeting or at least take a break until Emerald gets here. I think a break is a good idea. I need a coffee and we probably can't discuss much detail about the budget without Emerald anyway. Most of it is set and costume, isn't it? Ah, speak of the devil. Emerald, how did you get here so quickly? She was already at the stage door when I called her. I'm so, so sorry I'm late, everyone. I had to make some finishing touches on the design model. I didn't think you were coming in, Em. You know, you don't have to push yourself, don't you? Yeah, I know. It's fine, Dad. Going to the launch was good for me, and with a few modifications to the workload, I should be fine to fulfil all my duties as resident designer. Modifications? What modifications? You know we will do whatever you need. You just have to tell me. No, no, not that kind of modification, Aunt Ruby. I just decided that since this project is so big, I mean, it's Shakespeare after all, and with a cast of you know, thousands, of course, that I need to take on a co-designer. You mean an assistant? Mm hmm I haven't budgeted for that, but we could probably work something out. Well, I need an assistant too, of course. Oh, shut up, Edward. Oh, well, really, how rude. No, 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 I'm Ruby. Not an assistant. I don't understand. I'm bringing in Henri <laughs> to design and make the costumes for our inaugural production of Richard III. Too. <laughs> no. No. Oh, Ruby, why not? Emerald, you can't go around making important decisions like that without consulting me. Without consulting us. And you certainly can't go around spending our money without me signing off on the check. So how much will Henri charge, for goodness sake? This isn't the Lion King, you know. Mm. And our resources certainly don't match up to Disney. Oh, come on, Aunt Ruby. This show is huge, and we're going to have to hire dressmakers and tailors anyway. If we use Henri, we have access to the resources at Ensemble. 
all-inclusive. And the incredible craftsmanship of both Henri and Fabia. That's two for the price of one. Uh, you know, Mum, this may be a brilliant move. In the early days of Hollywood, all the films used couturiers as costume designers, and the same was true for theatre. Yeah. Very few companies do it these days, so this might be, I don't know, an added value proposition. We could leverage Henri's reputation in the marketing, and who better to be working side by side with Emerald than a, I don't know, her old mentor and master? You saw how well they worked together during the launch debacle. This idea is genius, Em. Oh, thanks, Brick. Michael, did you know anything about this? No, it rubes I swear, but it's a bloody good idea, though. <laughs> is there any way uh, the budget can be stretched? Come on, Mum, let's try. I'm sure between the two of us, and um, I don't know, with a little sage advice from Frank, we can make it work. Edward? Oh. 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 So you want my advice now? Yes, Ed. Now I need your advice. Hmm. Well, I thought Henri only did dresses. He does. But Fabian? Well, he's a master tailor who's trained in Europe, isn't he? Hmm. Well, well, well. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> All right then, what do I think? Gross hmm. nose. <laughs> All right, I think this is an absolutely marvelous idea and we should lock Henri in absolutely immediately. Let's get to it. Edward gets a Skype call from Flora, who is at the Swiss finishing school La Femme Raffinée. Daddy? Dad, there you are. Flora, my pet, how are you? Oh, Daddy, it, it feels like I've been away forever. How could you send me away like this? Now, Flora, it's only been two weeks. It does break my heart to be apart from you, though. You know that you're my everything. It doesn't feel like it. You couldn't wait to get rid of me. Nonsense, sweetling. I miss you like crazy. Especially after everything that's happened. OMG, right? How could Ruby kick you out like that? You're the man of the house, after all. Mm. If anyone should leave, it should have been her. And then maybe you wouldn't have had to send me away. Well... I probably can't blame Ruby for everything. Probably shouldn't have invited Karana over on Christmas Day. Uh, it's your house. You can invite over whoever you want. Well, yes, I guess in theory. But I really didn't expect that silly strumpet to spill the beans before she even stepped across the bloody threshold, for goodness sake. It was fun to watch Ruby go off like that, though. I didn't know her voice could get so high, mm. or so loud. Well, <laughs> I did, but it's usually with the sound of pleasure. Yuck! <laughs> Daddy, I don't want to hear that! You're my father, I don't want to hear about you having sex. And what exactly do you know about having sex, young lady? Uh, nothing? Of course, Daddy. I should think not. You're just a child. I'm not a child, I'm a young woman. Yes, you are, and I hope you're making the most of that opportunity at La Femme de Raffinée. Oh my god, it's so boring. It's all about which knife to use and whether a duke is more important than an earl. It's just silly. Nonsense. 
These are very important skills and knowledge. This young lady is your opportunity to mix with your peers and learn how to comport yourself. It is impossible to learn this kind of refinement in this sad little outpost of the British Empire. Nobody in the real world is interested in this stuff. Kings and queens aren't any more important than anyone else anymore. You're just still stuck in your stuffy old English ways. Flora, I don't think you understand the opportunities which are opening up to you at this finishing school. Just pay attention and learn what you need to learn. You have to trust me on this. These colonial Australian peasants have no idea how things work in Europe. But you, you young lady will be ready to slip right in. I'm going to make sure of it. Flora introduces her new friend to Edward. Have you made any friends yet? Actually, I, I do have one friend. Most mm. of the women here are way older than me, but Sophia's practically my age and we get along really well. Here, I, I'll introduce her. Sophia, say hello to my dad. Here, I'll, I'll squish aside and you can come on screen. Ciao, Signor Drummond. I am Principessa mm. Sophia di Mondo of Venezia. A, a, a princess? Oh my. Well done, Flora. <clears throat> Buongiorno, Your Highness. Oh, you may call me Sophia. Flora tells me you do not have the nobility in Australia. <laughs> yes, well, these Hottentots may not recognize rank, but I am English, so I do have breeding. However, I graciously accept your invitation. May I say, Sophia, you are a beautiful young lady. May I ask how old you are? Daddy, you never ask a woman her age? See, I am learning something here. <laughs> you are quite right, Flora. I sincerely apologize, Sophia. Oh, this is a, a how do you say it, Flora? Okay, you are her papa, and you wish her to know uh, who she spends her time with. <coughs> yes, yes, uh, that that is exactly why I asked. I am the Giotto. Uh, how do you say it? Eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <coughs> Daddy. Wonderful, molto molto bene. Now. Not too old to hang out to my daughter at all, are you? Okay, have you finished with the 20 questions now, Daddy? Actually, no. Did I hear you right, Sophia? Did you say you were from that gorgeously romantic city of gondolas and canals? Are you from Venezia? Si, la bella città di Venezia. Mm, si. Doesn't Italian sound divine, Daddy? Si. I'm trying to learn it. And I'm helping Sophia with her English, too. See, uh, Flora is a big help with finding the right words, and I help her in cambio. Ah, molto, molto bene. Perhaps one day you can take Flora to visit your home and show her your beautiful and romantic hometown. (laughs) Mm, When the moon hits your eye like 
a big pizza pie, that's amore. That's amore. Delicious and in Cambio, Flora will bring me to Australia. I have heard so much about your beautiful country. <laughs> well, it's not my country, but it does have its charms. One of them is me, of course. Yuck! <laughs> oh, Daddy, stop it! Sophia <sighs> is my friend. Look, we have to go. First, I need to throw up, and then we have a deportment class to get to. Did you know you're not supposed to wear your hair the same way two days in a row? How stupid is that? Just make sure you pay attention. This is the kind of knowledge which will get you where you want to be in this world. More so than the mathematics you were learning at school, believe me. Oh, you make the best jobs, Mr. Drummond. <laughs> Call me Edward, please. Mr. Drummond was my father. Oh. oh, okay, uh, Edward. <laughs> I would like that. Yeah, I can't stand this flirting any longer. Goodbye, Daddy. Goodbye, my pet. And I look forward to speaking with you again, Sophia. Very soon. Oh, ciao, Eddie. Bye, Dad. Ciao, darling. Ciao, Bella. Michael and the cast prepare for their round table read-through of Richard III. Okay, now that Emerald is gone and you've all had a chance to ask your questions about the set and costumes, let's jump straight into the reading of the script, eh? Uh, hello, Michael. I still don't understand why. I have to have a hunchback. Oh, I'm the star of the show. The audience don't want to come and see a cripple hobbling around stage for three bloody hours. This, my friend, is theatre. They want beauty and romance. They want swashbuckling heroes and damsels in distress. They don't want reality. For goodness sake, they can stay at home for that. King Richard III had crippling scoliosis. It isn't a choice, it's a historical fact. Did everyone see that documentary where his bones were dug up in a church parking lot? It was pretty amazing. Oh yes, River, I saw that. It was pretty amazing. Well, what documentary? What does this have to do with the theatre? You do realise King Richard III was a real person, don't you, Edward? Of course I do! I'm English after all. It's my heritage we're talking about here, you know? True. Okay, well, we need to get on with the reading or we'll be here all day and night. <laughs> Did everyone bring their sleeping bags? Sienna, Brick, behave. Sorry, Dad. Yes. Sorry, Uncle Mike. <laughs> Alright. It's great that you brought up the documentary there, River. Edward, you really should watch it before our next rehearsal. It will give you some key information about your character and his relationship with his body, as well as how everyone else around him views Richard and his capabilities. Documentaries are so boring. River, would you please set up Edward's dressing room so he can watch it? Sure, Uncle Mike. Frank will help. Mm. Make sure there's some wine and refreshments there too. Hmm, some pâté de foie gras would do quite nicely, don't you think? Hey, I'll organise coffee and biscuits. The rest is up to you. 
<coughs> you are not a very good stage manager, are you, River? Oh. Now, you are supposed to look after us, aren't you? How about you do your job? Edward! Properly. Oh, that's enough out of you, Edward. Look, River is an excellent stage manager and more professional than you deserve sometimes. Thank really. you. She is already going above and beyond by helping you with this, so be grateful and not the self-important patronising little shit that you usually are. Mm, how dare you? What about our agreement? You said that you would treat me with respect, creating a safe workplace. Were your exact words, if I recall. He's right, Uncle Mike. Thanks for standing up for me, but you did go too far. Yeah, Dad. You really did. Mm. Although I do understand why. Thank you. I think you just told the truth. <laughs> Brick, you're not helping. No, Brick. River and Cena are right. Edward, you are right too. I should never have said what I said to you. It is not appropriate. And I... I sincerely apologise. Yes, and, well, you should. Edward, just be gracious and accept the apology. We need to move on. Mm. Oh, alright. Thank you, Michael. I accept your apology. Just don't let it happen again or there will be trouble. Don't say it, Dad. <sighs> yeah, yeah, okay, look. I will control myself. All right, let's get started. Some of us do want to get home for dinner tonight. Act one, scene one. Enter Richard and the Duke of Gloucester, alone. Now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by the sun of York and all the clouds that yawed upon our house in the deep bosom of the ocean buried. The script read-through continues. I was provoked by her slanderous tongue that laid their guilt upon my guiltless shoulders. Thou was provoked by thy bloody mind that never dreamt on aught but butcheries. Did thou not kill this king? I grant ye, yea. Dost grant me, hedgehog? Then God grant me too. Thou mayst be damned for that wicked deed. Oh, he was gentle, mild and virtuous. The better for the king of heaven than hath him. He is in heaven when thou shalt never come. Let him thank me that hop to send him thither, for he was fitter than that place on earth. And thou unfit for any place but hell. Oh yes, one place else. If you hear me, name it. Some dungeon? <laughs> your bedchamber. I'll rest betide the chamber where thou liest. So it will, madam, till I lie with you. I hope so. I know so, but, gentle Lady Anne, to leave this keen encounter of our wits and fall something into a slower method is not the causer of the timeless deaths 
of these Plantagenet place. Henry, there you shall find us. The executioner! Exit Catesby. Now, my lord, what shall we do if we perceive Lord Hastings will not yield to our complots? Chop off his head! Man, somewhat will we do. And look, when I am king, claim thou of me the earldom of Hereford and all the movables, whereof the king, my brother, was possessed. I'll claim that promise at your grace's hand. And look, to have it yielded with all kindness. Come, wish your lordship sup the times that avoid the censures of the camping world. Which since you came too late of our intent, yet witness what you hear we did intend. And so, my good lord mayor, we bid farewell. The lord mayor exits. Go after, after Cousin Buckingham. And fair the mayor towards Guildhall hides him in all posts. There, gracious lord, at your midst, and make advantage of the times. In further bastardry of Edward's children, tell them how it increase. Put that wood with reason Only wound this fair land's peace. Now civil wounds are stopped. Peace lives Which, again, that she may long so live God say, Amen. He exits the end. Thank goodness that is over. How long is this play? Yeah, good question. How long was that reading, River? That was three hours and 16 <sighs> minutes. Wow. Once you add in blocking and character work, this is going to be a marathon for the audience. No, it won't be that bad. Here's an interesting little stage management fact for you all. Generally speaking, the length of time for the first read through ends up being what the stage timing performance is. That can't be right. Of course it is. River knows nothing about acting. All the stage manager does is write down what everyone else is doing. Actually, Edward, River is right. Oh, really? Yes. Things lengthen in rehearsal. But once everyone has their lines down, becomes familiar with their props and costumes, and settles into the rhythm of the play, the fabric which has been stretched, magically shrinks back into shape. Wow. That's just crazy. Didn't they teach you that at Disney, CN? No, Brick. We were too busy being taught the art of the camera. I saw in your last film you could use a trick or two in that regard. <laughs> oh, I think my paycheck from that little record-breaking film speaks for itself, cuz. Alright, that's enough out of you two. Sinner is right. Wow, did he just say I'm right? <laughs> Miracles do happen. This play is far too long and I know what we should do about it. <laughs> this will be good. The play is fine, Edward. I think Shakespeare knew what he was doing, or else we wouldn't have been performing him for 400 years now, would we? Well, I think the bard has made a teeny-weeny tiny little mistake here. A spelling error, perhaps. No, you hot and tot. I think William. Oh, you're on first-name terms with him now, are we? I think Shakespeare overwrote some of the characters. It is true Richard has some massive speeches. We could look at getting in a dramaturg to make some cuts if you think that that will make it easier for Not you. Richard. You are not cutting any of my lines. Then what are you saying? Well, I think Buckingham speaks too much. He's just a minion. It's ridiculous he gets so much save time. <laughs> of course you want to cut my part, Edward. You were, you were just so threatened by oh, me. Biffle, in what way are you threatened by me? Well, I, I'm better looking, I'm a better actor, more appealing to women. Well, Karana didn't think so. Why, you piece Stop! of- Stop! Enough! All right, everyone, that was quite exhausting and I think the best thing for all of us to do is get a good rest and come back to rehearsal tomorrow with fresh eyes. 
and a fresh attitude. We're not cutting anybody's lines at this stage. We shall see what happens in rehearsal. Michael relax with a drink at the bistro at the end of the day. Uncle Mike, I thought that play was never going to end. Maria, I thought the whole day was never going to end. Some days are diamonds, huh? Oh yeah, and some days are stone. <laughs> Another round, please, barkeep. Thanks. But seriously, we are going to cut some of that dialogue, aren't we? Some of Edward's speeches went on forever. Ah, no, they didn't. Just felt what they did. Nah, it was just a first reading, remember? We haven't done any kind of character work, and obviously this pace will need to pick up. Do you believe Edward will be able to learn all those lines? Well, he does have the attention span of a goldfish, but well, he has been in place before, so learning why should be the least of his problems. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Cheers. I guess you're right. I think you should have a backup plan, though. Yeah, I suppose so. I'll have a chat to River and Ruby. Can't hurt to bring in a dramaturg regardless. I suspect there will be some serious problem solving to do on all levels. What exactly is a dramaturg? Yeah, good question, my lad. Jeez. <laughs> Thanks, boss. Hey, enough of that cheek from you. Now, getting back to your question, though, in the old days, a dramaturg used to be a kind of literary manager. They would help select scripts for producing and edit them, you know, that sort of thing. And these days? Oh, well, these days it's a bit more ambiguous. They tend to work a lot more in the actual rehearsal process, but, uh, for example, they research history, manners, ideas and influences which may be important for the cast and creative team to know, so that the show, if fully fleshed out, multi-level, so to speak, I thought the stage managers do that. Yeah, in some circumstances, but stage managers are already so busy. Uh, besides, it's just sometimes useful to have an outside guy looking on and how, you know, what has been created reads, you know, sort of like an audience eye. An audience shouldn't dictate the way we artists make theatre. Well, if you don't care about the audience, then why should they care about you or your art? They are paying good money to come and see a show. If you don't give them an experience they value, they'll just stop coming. You see that sort of thing all the time. You know, making art for artists is only sustainable if the artists themselves are rich and, let's face it, there's not too many, very many rich artists, especially not good old laws. It always comes down to the almighty dollar, doesn't it? Nah, but if you want it to be your career and your paycheck, and well, yeah, it does. People pay for goods and services they want or need. They are not going to support your livelihood just so you can just faff about doing crazy shit and not give a toss about them. You have such a way with words, Uncle Mike. Yeah, I just say it how it is. Speaking of seeing things, is that, uh, yeah, is that Karana over there at the piano? What? Oh, yeah. No. Didn't oh. know she was working here. Neither did I. She did say she found a new job, but I didn't give many details. Mm. Are you and her, uh, 
thing now. No, uh, of course not. I've got my hip fixed out of this. She's just come out of a, an, an abusive relationship, if you can call it that, with, with Edward. She's been very badly hurt and isn't ready to start something new. I've been checking in every, every now and then and we have a responsibility to her. We are the ones who put her in that situation where she was at risk. We are lucky she hasn't put Edward on a rape charge. Yeah, be able to make that stick. Well, someone should do something about that sleeve. He is loathsome. I, I don't understand how our mum put up with him for so long. Yeah, that's a mystery to us all, Brick. Thankfully, she is finally seen through his lies and kicking out. Well, for how long, though? Well, we all need to make sure he stays as far away from your mum as possible under the circumstances so she doesn't fall under his spell again. Oh, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Ooh, speaking of casting spells, I see Karana's just finished a set. Why don't you go over there and have a chat? Oh, Christ, I might even give it a crack myself. See how she's doing. You know, well, look, I've got to get home anyway. I have a lot of preparation to do for tomorrow's rehearsal. Are you sure you don't want another drink? It's my shower. Yeah, save your money. Not that you need to. <laughs> I do have to go though. I know. Buy Corona a drink instead of me. But don't rape her. I'll leave that party trick to Edward. Thank you very much. I'll see you tomorrow. goes over to chat with Karana, who has just finished her set at the bistro. Hello, Karana. I didn't know you were playing here. Oh, Brick, you surprised me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll tell you what, why don't you let me buy you a, a drink to calm your nerves? A spirit or, or cocktail? What's your poison? Oh, I've kind of gone off drinking. I don't like the consequences, you know. Karana, you are safe with me. You do know that, don't you? Um, I don't know anything anymore, Brick. I seem to be upsetting you. Come on, let me buy you a coffee or a soft drink at least. You must be thirsty after sitting at the piano for so long. Well, alright. A coffee can't hurt, I guess. See here, I'll order at the bar and be, I'll be right back. Thanks. Oh, seriously, Edward, you've got to be kidding. I just ordered our drinks. Look, this was a mistake. I have to go. The drinks won't be long. I, I promise not to keep you out late. I, I just want to catch up and, and make sure you're happy in this new job. Look, here they come now. Thanks, mate. Uh, I don't know, Brick. Come on, just sit down. I don't bite, you know that. Just one drink and then you're as free as a bird. I'm free now, Brick. I'm free to leave if I want to. Yes, yes. 
of course you are. I, I didn't mean to mean it to sound like that, but mm-hmm. look, I I know what you meant, and I am sorry. Just a bit gun shy, you know. Uh, I know, but um, but I make this heartfelt vow to my beautiful maiden tonight. <laughs> Our conversation shall be full of happy rainbows and frolicking unicorns, and not a dark cloud shall appear in the sky. <laughs> to make me laugh, Brick. Oh, thank you, my lady. Okay, okay, look, just this one drink, this one non-alcoholic drink, and then I have to head off. I'm holding you to your vow of rainbows and unicorns, though, okay? Your every wish is my command. Two weeks have passed and Ruby pops by the end of rehearsals to check in with Michael and see how everything is going. Alright everyone, that's enough for today. Good work. River, I need the props for scene three in rehearsals tomorrow. No excuses. We can't work without the props. The real ones. Not these makeshift rehearsal props. And Edward, you need to get on your Every time River has to prompt you, it interferes with the flow, which makes it hard for everyone. Michael, can we talk? Yeah, sure, Ribs. We're just finishing up here, what's up? Shall we go into the green room and have a coffee? It's that serious, is it? No, not at all. I just thought it would be more comfortable. Hmm, alright, well, don't mind me. I've just been hankering for food all day. I go, let's chat here. That way I can pack up my stuff while we talk, and then uh, both of us will get out of here just that little bit quicker. Alright, if you say so. Well, let's sit at least. Jane, what's going on? Nothing, I swear. I don't understand why you were so insistent there is something wrong, unless you have something you should be telling me. Nothing's wrong from my end, but we've been in rehearsal for over two weeks now, and you haven't bothered to drop in so far, so which makes me wonder what is going on. Well, I didn't think I was welcome after the rough start we had. Rubes, you are the producer. Of course you're welcome, regardless of what kind of mood I or anyone else is in. It is your money on the line, as you so rightly pointed out at the production meeting. So of course you can come in and check on your investment. But what if I don't like what I see? Mm -hmm. Then you meet with me in private later and tell me what you're thinking and we can discuss it. And then I'll just keep on doing what I want to do regardless. Michael, stop checking around. Ah, come on. It's not a crime to smile every now and then. Well, there hasn't really been much for me to smile about. Yeah, I know you're doing it tough right now. That's another reason you shouldn't isolate yourself. Being around friends and family is exactly what you need. Yes, but if I come into the rehearsal room, I have to see Edward. And he's the last person I want to deal with at the moment. You can't avoid him, Rubes. You and Ed wouldn't have a daughter, so you have to find a way to deal with him being present in your life. Yes, and in my decision-making. Not all your decisions, just the ones involving Flora. Speaking of Edward, how are things between the two of you? Are rehearsals going okay? No. For the most part... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I can hear the reservation in your voice, Michael. No, so out with it. What's going on? No, no, not really. 
Things are humming along, generally speaking. I love Henri's costume designs and the cast have been measured up. Emerald is a little bit slow getting props in rehearsal, but River is helping with some sourcing. And Emerald says we'll have some key set pieces in next week, which will be amazing. Well, I know all that from the production meetings, Michael. Now tell me the bits I don't know, the things which are holding you back. Well, it is true that some of the cast are having trouble getting off the... Oh, you mean Edward, don't you? Oh, I gave it away. Yeah, look, it's Edward. He has made such a huge fuss and bother about cutting other people's lines, but he won't let us touch his. Which would be fine if he didn't have the memory of a goldfish or the personality of one. I would try and look surprised, but I am not the actor in the family. Look, everyone, Ruby Drummond made a joke. I might just be a joke. <laughs> Very funny, Michael. No, 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 no. You are the comedian tonight, little sis. Seriously, though, Michael. So how big a problem is this? Ah, look, if Edward was more accepting of line pruning, it would be better for him in the play. Shakespeare was a wordsmith, but his characters talk too much for the modern sensibility. And Richard has too many long speeches for Edward's tiny brain to cope with. Be nice. I thought it was being kind. Why? He's not here and I have to force myself to be nice to him all day, every day, high on day. Even though I want to chop his googlies off. Well, that honour is mine. Thank you very much. <laughs> fair call. And I think you were making a fair call about the script. I must admit, I personally find Shakespeare rather long-winded myself. So I am making the executive decision. Go ahead and make the cuts. I want the revised script on my desk tomorrow. Hey, slow down there, Speed Racer. It's a big job. I can't do it in one night. Oh, there's not a lot of time left, Michael. And you were the one who keeps complaining about directors who make big changes at the last minute. Well, I know, I know, but this kind of thing takes skill. And I am many things, but I wouldn't advertise my skills as a dramaturg. I don't know what that is. Now, it's someone who's skilled in shaping scripts and performances. Isn't that the director? Mm, dramaturgy is a skill directors should have, but a dramaturg brings in an outside objective eye to the project. In fact, if we can hire one in, then Edward can't make any fuss about how I'm trying to sabotage him or some such rubbish like that. Because you know you'll try it on no matter what we do, don't you? I know. You let me deal with Edward. And you do what you need to do, and I will keep him in line. So how does that sound? Too good to be true. Ruby has invited Edward to the bistro to explain to him what is going to happen with the script. Ruby, my darling, I was so glad that you called. Sit down, Edward. We need to talk. Yes, of course. I do need to comment on just how ravishing you look. Even after a long day at work, you still manage to look so fresh and ten years younger than you really are. Thank you. I think... You are most welcome. And don't worry. Now that we're getting back together, I plan to shower you with compliments every day for the rest of your life. So how long have I got? Pardon? What? Before you have me killed off, you were obviously planning for me to go first. 
What? Uh, oh, 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 a, a joke. <laughs> you are quite funny, my darling. Um, I have always said that, you know. I don't want compliments, Edward. All I ever wanted was the truth. And it is the truth that you will get from now on. The whole truth. And nothing but the truth. So help me, God. So when did you start believing in God? Uh, um, it's, it's just a saying, my Jen. Yes. Because if you made a real oath, it might cost you something when you break it. Oh, that's a bit cynical, Ruby. I'm just saying this from my heart. I truly do love you. I, I have always loved you. I just have a few peccadilloes. Edward, I do know you love me. I do. And you know I love you. Unfortunately, that does not automatically mean we have a healthy and long-lasting relationship. <laughs> Nonsense, gorgeous one. We are meant to be together. Star-crossed lovers who have beaten the odds. Speaking of Shakespeare... <laughs> who is speaking of Shakespeare? I am talking about us, our relationship. And I need to talk to you about work. <laughs> Well, why waste this beautiful setting, this beautiful music in the background? Being played by your ex-lover. What? Uh, mm, yes, I see. It's Karana on the piano. Well, mm, I know. Let's go home. We can talk there and we can do what comes naturally when we're a couple and we're getting back together. Makeup sex is always the best. Who said anything it? about us getting back together? Well, isn't that why we're here? To work out our differences and forge a new way forward, my darling. Together. No, Edward, this is a work meeting. Well, uh, I won't just sit here and be scorned and rejected. Whatever you want to speak to me about can wait until we're back in the theatre tomorrow. Sit down, Edward, we need to talk. And I have lines I need to learn. We both know that is the priority at the moment, don't we? Well, that is what I need to talk to you about. Well, well I don't understand, Ruby. Then sit down and I will explain. All right, all right, all right. But I need a martini. I've already ordered one. See, Ruby, you know me so well. Are you sure you don't want to continue this back at the house? After a martini, Oh, of Edward, just stop talking and listen. All right, all right, I'm listening. Well, what is so urgent? I, what do I need to know right now? We are editing the script. Well, what? Michael has told me it is too long. What? And you were having trouble learning your lines, so I have no. authorised him to bring in a dramaturg and pare the script down. Well, why do I need to know this? It's not like it'll affect me or my character. Besides, I suggested at the first reading that those lines should be cut, especially those by Buckingham. Yes, and that suggestion is in the mix. But some of your lines will be cut too. <laughs> no, they will not. No one touches a single word from my character. Do you hear me? This play is called... Da -da -da -da. 
Richard III. It would be absolutely ridiculous not to say every sacred word from that character of Richard. It's happening, Edward. But it's the bard and it's me, what Ruby. exactly the problem on both counts? I won't have it. I won't have it. Well, you don't have a choice. But you can't. You can't. I can and I have. Ruby. End of discussion. Now, I am tired, so I think I will leave you here to enjoy your martini on your own. So maybe you and Corana will find something to talk about when her set finishes. Good night, Edward. You bloody colonial. It is a week later, and Ruby and Edward prepare for a Skype call with Flora. Hi, Edward. Just in time. Flora will be calling any moment now. It will be so nice to have the family together again, won't it? All of us, in one room, so to speak, keeping the ties of love strong and the bonds nurtured. Yes, yes. Will be nice to hear from her. Well, I know she has Skyped you. She hasn't spoken to me at all since she left. Oh, yes. Do help yourself to my scotch, why don't you? Really, Ruby? You can really be so petty sometimes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Pour one for me while you're there. Much better. A well-aged scotch always lubricates the awkward moments, doesn't it, my darling? Mm Mm-hmm. The Skype call from Flora comes through to Edward and Ruby. A well-aged scotch always lubricates the awkward moments, doesn't it, my darling? There she is. Hello, Flora. Hello, Mother. Wow, that took me by surprise. Well, I'm learning a lot here, Mother, especially from my friend Sophia. Your money is not going to waste. I never thought it would, darling. And I'm very excited to hear all about your amazing experiences. Is Father there? I'm here, sweetling. I'll just pull a chair around. There. Can you see me now? Yes, I can. I can see you both need scotch in order to be in the same room together. Certainly does help. Nonsense, nonsense, darling. We are celebrating the coming together of the family. Are you two back together? We most certainly are not, (laughs) Edward. (laughs) Well, I can't stop trying now, can I? After all, you two are my favourite women in the whole world. Yes, but we are part of a cast of thousands, aren't we? (laughs) You exaggerate. Hundreds, maybe. Oh, Edward. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) But we're getting sidetracked here. When are you coming home, my beautiful princess? Well, that's that's what I wanted to speak to you about. Talk, darling, talk. Look, I I know you didn't want to go in the first place, Flora, and I am incredibly impressed you have coped so well. I also know you are eager to come home to all your friends, so you just tell me the date and I will book the flights and make all the travel arrangements. Do you have more luggage than you left with? Oh, Ruby, that doesn't seem possible, considering how many suitcases she took. What, oh? Don't be mean, Dad. 
I mean, father. No need for formalities with me, my sweetling. Sophia says a lady is always a lady. Very wise words. I knew I liked that girl. You know Sophia? Yes, of course, I do, Ruby. I know everything going on in my daughter Flora's life. Well, you didn't know she cut up Sienna's dress. Well, no. Probably does. Daddy met Sophia on our last Skype. Well, yes, I did. She seems like a very lovely young woman. And her advice to you makes me think she is wise as well. Well, yes, it does sound as if she has a good head on her shoulders. So will you stay friends when you come home? Pen pals, maybe? Ugh, Ruby. Mother, you are so old-fashioned. <laughs> she is, isn't she, Flora? No, my dear. They shall be Skype friends. Won't you, Flora? After all, the whole idea of this trip was so you could make valuable connections and to secure your future, well, young the, lady. the point of sending Flora to finishing school was to teach her how to behave properly exactly. around other people, Ed. So to teach her what is acceptable behaviour and what is not acceptable. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. That too, of course. If you two are going to fight, I will stop this call right now. No, 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 sweetling. We're not fighting. I agreed with your mother. Remember? Well, all right. So, Flora, tell me what's going on there. So maybe when you come home, you can teach the rest of us a thing or two. Your family needs to learn a whole lot more than one or two things, believe me. Oh, not now, Edward. I, I will, uh, but first I need to ask you both something. Ask away, my darling. You know I shall never deny you anything. Oh, yes, yes, ask. I can't guarantee we will say yes. But if it is a reasonable request, I see no reason why we would say no. So you have done everything we have asked of you, so you do deserve a reward. I was hoping you'd say that. Come on, Flora, out with it. We won't bite. More's the pity. Oh, Edward, not in front of Flora. Oh, in fact, not in front of me either. Do you wonder why I look elsewhere for a bloody amusement? Stop it! This is important. Yes, so look, sorry, Flora. Sorry, look, Flora. What is it you want to ask of us? I want... Can I stay in Switzerland for longer? Longer? Oh, I don't know about that. School is starting soon. But I'm already in a school of sorts. Well, I know. But it's one thing to be there studying and a whole other thing to go on a holiday, especially during the school term. I hate to admit it. But your mother, she does have a point. But I will still be in A school. I don't understand. I, I want to stay for the next series. There were some classes that I couldn't do due to the timetable and I was hoping I could stay on and finish them all. Oh, I don't know. Well, I, I really can't see the problem. She would still be in school and she would be meeting more people. People of value. People, my dear, of worth. Do you hear me, young lady? Yes, but it is already a long time for a young girl to be so far away from her family, from us, Ed, mm. all alone. I'm almost 16, Mother, and I'm not alone. Sophia is staying on, so ah, I have a friend, and there's still so much to learn. I wouldn't be like, wasting my time or gallivanting all over the place. See, Ruby, Sophia will be there. See what a good influence that young woman is on our girl. Well, look, it's not a, a 
totally terrible idea. And look, I do appreciate you have bothered to ask and not assumed everything. Yes, yes. And Flora should be rewarded for her growing maturity, don't you think? Don't you think? I do. All right, let's do it. Yes. So yes, yes, Flora, you can stay for the next series, but it's right back home after that. Do you understand? There is only so much regular school I can allow you to miss. Thank you, Mother. This will be perfect, my darling. You'll be back in Australia just in time to see your wonderful papa performing the masterpiece role of Richard the Third. Crowd goes wild. Oh. Crowd goes wild. Oh, yeah. Uh, th- that will be exciting. <laughs> well, that is one word for oh, it. And, and Flora, you should invite your friend, Sophia. I am sure she would love to see me perform, don't you think? I know you must agree. Well, okay, uh, I'll, I'll ask. I'm not guaranteeing anything, though. <sighs> okay, so now that this is all sorted, look, tell me some of the amazing things you've been doing there. Sienna and Brick relax with a drink at the bistro after a gruelling rehearsal. Cheers! And just what is it that we are saluting? That rehearsal was a dog! <laughs> Here's to the hair of the dog. Woof woof! Woof <laughs> Alright then, so surviving another week of Richard III. Now that I can drink too! <laughs> Cheers! <laughs> Look, the next round is on you, Sienna. I bet you say that to all the girls. Only the ones with a paycheck the same size as me. Nobody has a paycheck the same size as yours after that blockbuster film you made. I reckon Uncle Mike gets some good dosh. He must be up there with the likes of Willis and and Crow, I reckon. Well, it's true. We're not exactly poor. (laughs) That's an understatement. You know, I have been wondering why all the money for Dramaticus is coming from my side of the family. Why hasn't your dad anted up for any of it? I don't really know much either, Brick. Still, it seems strange that Mum holds all the risk and your dad gets all the glory, so to speak. That's not fair, Brick. Dad's reputation is on the line. If it goes bad, all your mum loses is money. Oh, that's... is that all she loses, is it? Come on, Brick, you know what I'm saying. Your family has Morello money. That is so much, Muller. You are living on a different planet to the rest of us, mere mortals. That doesn't make me want to throw it away. I know, but it's like any investment. Aunt Ruby is diversified. If Dramaticus goes bad, she can rebuild. For Dad, it's different. <laughs> He's the face of this enterprise. And if this goes bad, it affects his earning potential for the rest of his life. Oh, come on. We're in Australia. It's not like the world's lens is focused on our little down-under island or anything that happens on it. Oh, I know a lot of politicians who wish we really were that important. <laughs> yes, well, no one ever said us Aussies were lacking in ego now, did they? I take your point, though. We are all only as good as our last job. I guess that means that no matter how painful this play is, we are going to have to stick with it and make sure it blows everyone away. No pressure, of course. No pressure. (laughs) It is important this show goes off with a bang, though. It is our first show as a theatre company, and whatever happens sets the tone for how the media and community will see us within the arts community here. We have to start with Shakespeare of all things. Oh, I think my stepfather may have had something to do with that. 
Edward. Oh, it's always Edward, isn't it? Pretty much. <gasps> Speaking of, I do believe I see your mother and father. Stepfather. All right, stepfather. Anyway, I wonder why Aunt Ruby and Edward are here. Do you think they're getting back together? No way. Stranger things have happened. No, Edward hurt her for the last time with that. What happened with Karana? <sighs> I can't believe he invited her to the house at Christmas. I may not respect the man, but I can't deny that he is mighty brassy balls. As scintillating as this conversation is, and you know how much I love talking about Edward, it looks like Karana is packing up. Any chance you can find your own way home on your own? My entire love life depends on it. You're jumping me! I prefer to think of it as laying you gently aside. Oh, go on. Go get it, boy. <laughs> You'll just be moping around me like a mangy dog if I say no. Besides, your entire love life depends on you speaking with her at this exact point in time. Cousin, there is a reason you are my best friend. Oh, get out of here. Oh, it looks like your mum is leaving. <gasps> Maybe she will give me a lift home. Uh, I'm sure she will. Have a good night, cuz. It won't be as good as yours, I bet. Sienna tries to catch Ruby for a lift home. Darn, I missed her. Missed who? Uh. Sienna, it's you. Uh, hello, Edward. I saw Aunt Ruby leaving and was hoping to catch a ride home with her. Are you here alone? No, I was having a drink with Brick, but he's dumped me for Karana. Karana? Oh, I'm sorry, Edward. I didn't mean to touch on a sore spot. Not at all. Karana was uh, yesterday, although she still seems to be making quite a lot of problems for me. Is that what you and Aunt Ruby were chatting about? Yes. No. Well, not really. Her name just kind of popped up at the end. Oh, okay. Well, I had better get going. Lines to learn, as you know. Wait, stay and have a drink. I really wanted to ask you about something. Oh, well, it's really getting pretty late. I just need your opinion. About what? Your father wants to cut some of my lines. How can he even consider doing that? I'm the star of the show. Uh, I don't think this is something I should involve myself in. So it doesn't bother you if your lines get cut? Uh, to be honest, no. Sit down, please. Just one drink. I really do want to hear what you have to say. All right. A quick one. Great. Garçon, a... <clears throat> what exactly do you drink? I mean, I'm drinking a martini, as you know. Um, how about a vodka and tonic? Rick and I have been doing vodka shots, so I better not mix my drinks. <laughs> On the hard stuff, I see. Brilliant. Garçon, a vodka and tonic for the lady, if you please. Make it snappy. Thanks. Hmm, not a problem. Now, back to what we were discussing. Yes, um, look, if I'm truly honest, I have to confess, I think the play is ridiculously long. I think it needs to have lines cut, and if some of mine fall under the hammer, I'm fine with that. But... That is less t 
time for you on stage. Who cares? I still get to play the scenes, perform the emotions and tell the story. It's not as if I'm paid by the word. Uh, well, yeah. Good point. You have a surprisingly intelligent head on your shoulders, young lady. Thank you. I think. You have uh, definitely given me something to think about. Edward? You really start calling me Ed, you know. We're working quite intimately together and, well, we should take this opportunity to mend relations and let's start to build that rapport. Ed, uh, it will take some getting used to, but I'm, I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. And may I call you C like everyone else does? Oh, uh, I hadn't thought of that. Um, it will be weird. Well, weird doesn't mean bad, it just means different. May I call you C? C? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> Jolly good. Well, that certainly has cheered me up. Oh, and look, here comes your drink. Oh, oh, thank you. Um, so, Edward... Ed. Yes, Ed. Good girl. Did you have a chance to watch that documentary River mentioned at the read-through yet? No, it's all set up, but I simply can't imagine anything more boring than sitting alone in my dressing room to watch a stodgy old documentary about digging up bones in some bloody church parking lot. Oh, it's a lot more interesting mm. than it sounds. Really? They do reenactments and all sorts of interesting things. Mm, yeah, I'm yeah. Oh, I, I tell you what. I really enjoyed it, and I would love to see it again. Really? What if I came by sometime and I watched it with you? That way you wouldn't have to watch it alone. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, that does sound a um, rather intriguing suggestion. Hmm. All right. It's a date, young lady. Oh, no, 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 no. I did not mean a date. <laughs> I was just joking, see? You're so silly. Oh, okay. Seriously, though, I would really like that. Perhaps we can do it tomorrow, after rehearsal? Yes, um, I think that would work. Great. Book it in. All right. Um, I'm in. Fantastic. I shall make sure that the pate is chilled and the champagne is bubbly. It's not a date, Edward. Ed. Edward. Right, right. How about just coffee? Biscuits? Good. Now I really do have to go. Must you? Yes, but thank you for the drink and thank you for asking my opinion on such an important matter and, and treating it with respect. I have nothing but respect for you. See? Frank wakes River up in the early hours of the morning. In this scene, the role of River Morello is being played by Samsara. Good morning, sleepyhead. Oh my. Did I wake you up? <laughs> I'm sorry. Dobby, your kisses are much better than the alarm. In that case. <laughs> um. What time is it? 
Oh, relax, it's just past five. We still have ages before we have to get up. Not if I want to go for a run. Now, why would you do that? It's dark and cold outside. I always have a morning run, you know that. Perhaps we could negotiate other forms of early morning exercise. You could run with me. Or you could join me. <laughs> what exactly are you proposing, Frank? It's not anything we haven't done before. I should hope so. Otherwise, it would be very hard to explain why I am waking up with you naked in my bed. So, we're in agreement then. Go ahead, Frank. Make my day. Ruby takes an early morning Skype call from Flora and Sophia. Flora, this is a surprise. Hello, Mama. How are you? Tired. It's been a long day. I am sorry to hear that. Never mind. It is always lovely to hear from my youngest daughter. Is everything all right at the finishing school? Of course it is, Mama. Mama? Well, that's new. It sounds so posh, doesn't it? I, I picked it up from my friend Sophia. Ah, yes, the mysterious friend. Uh, there's nothing mysterious about her. Would you like to meet her? Well, I would be honoured. Scooch over, Sophia. Can you see her, Mama? Yes, I can. Hello? Sophia, this is my mother, Ruby Drummond. It is an audio, sir. Honoured to meet you, Signora Drummond. Likewise. And, Mama, this is Princess Sophia de Mondo of Venice. Ah, ah, a princess. No wonder your father approves, Flora. It is lovely to meet you, Your Highness. No, no. Call me Sophia per piacere. Flora tells me there is no royalty in Australia. This is true. Are you enjoying your time at La Femme Raffinée, Sophia? See, si. At first I was in solitaria, but now Flora and I are migliori amici, and we have lots of fun and games. I'm glad things are better for you now. I hope Flora isn't leading you into too much mischief. Mother! Flora? Sorry, uh, no, Mama, we are both behaving ourselves. As you can hear, Sophia is a good influence on me. Well, I'm more worried about the kind of influence you are on her. Oh, do not worry, Signora Drummond. We are learning how to be brave ragazze. Oh, that is good to hear. Excuse me, Signora, but you seem to understand Italiano. Si, un poco. Did you learn in school? No, I did it the hard way. My first husband, Tony Murello, was Italian. He taught me everything I know, which isn't that much, so don't start talking a mile a minute, please. I will be lost. Ah, Flora, you did not tell me your mama has been sposata due volte. So, Edward. He is your second husband, Signora. Is uh, si. 
And you, Flora, you are not his daughter. You are the daughter of Antonio. No, Edward is my dad. Tell her, Ruby. Flora is telling the truth. I do have two other children by Tony, but Flora is the blessing which has come from my marriage with Edward. That is such a lovely way to put it, Signora. Yeah, it is. I don't think I've ever heard you say something that nice about me. Nonsense, Flora. I say nice things to you all the time. You just choose not to hear them. Um, Signora. Yes, Sophia? Not yet, Sophia. I think we should do it now. Your mum seems to be in a good mood. You too know I can hear you, right? Oh. Right. Out with it, Flora. What is it you need from me? Who says I need anything from you? Oh, Flora, as much as I love you and I love talking to you, you only ever contact me when you need something. Don't worry, I won't bite. Sophia is right. I am in a good mood tonight, so you may as well come out with it. So what is it you want? Money? No, I don't need money. (laughs) Well, that's a first. Uh, You make a very funny Patricia. Joke? It wasn't that funny. I am sorry, Flora. I shouldn't have said that. What is it you need? You know I will do my best if it is a reasonable request. Go on, Flora. Okay, here it is. Mum, Sophia and I want to do an exchange program. A what? Sophia and I found out both our schools run exchange programs and we were thinking it would be great if I could spend a year with her family in Venice and then she could come to Australia and spend a year with mine. Wow. That's pretty big, Flora, but um, might be a good idea. Dramaticus should be well established by next year and... No, 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 not next year. Now. This year. Uh, Nonsense. We could never organise it in time. I mean, there is only a couple of weeks before school starts and and we would have to organise visas and and I would have to find out a bit more about Sophia's family in school um, before I could even consider it. But besides, you don't even know a word of Italian. If you go next year, you can work on your language skills and this would leave you much better prepared to take to make the most of the experience. Sophia's been teaching me Italian at Michiamo Flora. Si? La mia familia all speak l'inglese, signora Drummond. And they have agreed to bring in a tutor to help Flora with the language and her studies. So you have already asked them, Sophia? And they said yes? Si. Without any qualms? Uh, what is uh, qualms? Concerns? Oh, no. They wish to talk to you to make sure I will be looked after, but they say after that they like you, and they say this will be okay. Well, that is good to hear, but... I wouldn't be at all comfortable putting my daughter in the care of people who who would be willing to send their daughter halfway around the world without knowing the people she would be staying with. Of course. (sighs) Look, Flora, you have kind of sprung this on me and I'm not going to make a decision right now. I will speak to your father and the school and I also want to speak with your parents, Sophia. 
So can you set up a Skype meeting for Edward and I? I'm not promising anything. I think doing it this year is a tall ask, but we may be able to get something in place for next year. Mum, it has to be this year. Why, Flora? She is just impaziente, signora. Flora, relax. It will work out. Trust me. It had better. Signora Drummond, I will organize a Skype with the genitori and then we can make the arrangements, no? We shall see, Sophia. Frank and River have fallen asleep again. In this scene, the role of River Morello is being played by Samsara. Falling asleep again. Oh, we did get quite a workout. <laughs> now though, it is time to face the day. Must we? Yes. Now get out of bed. Hey! Oh, I'm sorry. Are you hurt? No, but you have a very plush carpet in this room. I may just stay laying on the floor and have another nap. Fine. You nap on the floor while I have a shower. Oh, by the way, you have a very perky tushy, Mr. Medford. I am feeling objectified. Exactly what I was going for. Frank, do you need to go home for fresh clothes? No, I'm in meetings all day, so I don't need my work clothes. You know, Maybe you should bring some spare clothes here. It would be less hassle. I could. River? Yes, Frank? Oh, nothing. What is it, Frank? It's nothing, really. Out with it, Frank. You know I can read you like a book. True. I, okay. I was just wondering. Wondering what, Frank? I don't want to bring up bad vibes. It's been such a lovely day so far. Come here, Frank. Nothing you say is going to ruin anything. Now, ask me what it is you want to ask. All right. Remember the Christmas party? Ah! How can any of us forget? What an absolutely shitty day that was. <laughs> well, it wasn't all bad. I remember a very magical makeout session on the couch. <laughs> I believe that the whole family remembers that makeout session, Frank. Brick and Sienna still tease me about it. <sighs> They're just jealous. <laughs> yes, indeed they are. 
that is not what you wanted to talk about, is it? Sort of. I was thinking about the fight you had with Edward. <laughs> oh, which one? The one where you talked about moving out. Ah, that one. What made you think about that, Frank? Well, you suggested I bring some clothes here, but I was thinking... What, Frank? I was thinking... Maybe you should bring yourself over to my place instead. I spend nights at your place, Frank. That's not what I mean. What do you mean, Frank? I mean, maybe you should move in with me. Whoa! That's pretty heavy, Frank. Um, I haven't even had a coffee yet. I know, I know. I am sorry. It is way too soon for that. Probably. Well, forget I said anything. No, Frank. I won't forget. I am sorry, River. I didn't mean to put any pressure on you. Frank, I am really flattered you think we are ready for that. Oh, I do. I'll be honest with you, Frank. I think you are wonderful and I just can't keep my hands off your hot bod. But living together is a big step. At Christmas, I was talking about moving out on my own. I know, it's, it's just that we've been getting so close and we virtually spend 24 hours a day together as it is. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but because we work together as well as dating, it's probably even more of a reason for me to have my own personal space. I didn't mean to crowd you. Oh, you're not, Frank. And, and, and the offer is unbearably tempting. Just not yet, hey? Okay, River, not yet. I do think, however, it really is time for me to move out. It is a bit weird having breakfast with Mum when you stay over. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. I'll start looking today. Oh, and Frank. Yes, River? You can still bring spare clothes over here. The Players was written and produced by Samsara, and the theme music is by Embryo. The Shakespeare voiceover is by Shane Grant. The Players features Jack Avery as Flora Drummond, Joe Boyd as Karana, Daniel Brescia as Frank Medford, April Greffa as Emerald Bannister, Justin Groves as Brick Morello, Axel Gunn as Michael Bannister, Melanie Hayden as Sophia DeMondo, Scott Knight as Edward Drummond, Imbi Lady Ling as River Morello, Jacqueline Lombardo as Sienna Bannister, Marie Shefford as Ruby Drummond, and Damien Valletta as Henri. Coming up on Friday, we bring the final box set of 2019, although it is not the final show. It is a bit longer than the others because I unwittingly created six chapters instead of the usual group of five. As the story draws to its close, River begins to enjoy her independence, while Sienna starts to enjoy something a little bit less wholesome. The family start planning for a big milestone for Flora, and what on earth is Sophia up to? If you like this episode, please leave a tip by clicking on the tip jar link in the show notes. If you want more audio drama from this incredible team, check out Samsara's Dramas. And if you live in Melbourne, you can also check out my other podcast, What Did She Do?, which celebrates entertainment in Melbourne every Sunday. And remember, do what you love and do a lot of it.